here's what the danger is, is for the majority of our listeners, the, the profile of those that listen to none of your business, you are creatures of habit. And in fact, in the entrepreneurial space, it's huge. Everybody talks about you should have a morning routine. routine. Yes. And, and we even teach on that. You need to have a morning a routine. Yeah. Have a morning <laughs> routine. Make sure you have a routine. Make it in your routine. But the problem is, is that routine is the killer of creativity. We could also say routine is the killer of change. Sure. You desire change. And tomorrow you wake up and you do the exact same thing. So here's what we're recommending this week on the podcast. Mm. Change everything. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the None of Your Business podcast. My name is Dr. Sean Dill, and this is Dr. Lacey Book, my beautiful wife. We're here to talk to you about helping you as a service provider fall in love with the idea of being an entrepreneur. Today, we are resurrecting a very, very, very popular sort of ism, popular theme. Ism from the Black Diamond mm. Club. You hear this saying a lot, and sometimes people don't really know what it means, and so we're gonna introduce it via our public platform today. Love it. That's the concept of mirror, mirror. Everybody loves mirror, mirror. Everybody does love mirror. It's one of those concepts that when you first hear it, you go, kind of like resist it a little bit, but that's because you know it's so, so true. And it's so popular in Black Diamond Club that we literally resurrect the topic every year. We usually, we begin the year by reminding everybody about the mirror, mirror concept. But regardless, whenever you're listening to this, it's a great time for you to stop and reflect on the mirror, mirror concept. Basically, the mirror, mirror concept is this is that the world that you observe is nothing but a reflection of who you are. Basically, you don't get out of life what you want. You get out of life who you are. And we notice working with service providers, working with entrepreneurs, that so often people have things that they love to complain about. Oh, yeah. And it's usually things about other people the traits of other individuals, the way that they do things or the way that they don't do things or how they show up or not show up. But oftentimes, if you look hard enough in the mirror, you'll, you'll see that you actually do those things too. Or maybe not in the exact same way, but you exhibit those traits and characteristics. That's why you got to look hard enough. Yes, and, that, and it's painful. Because you yeah. really don't want to see it. So oftentimes people are like, oh, I don't do that. But let's look at a couple of examples of things that mm -hmm. people might be irritated. I know in the service world, the number one thing, um, especially for us being chiropractors, the number one thing that we see is people saying people just don't get it. People don't refer. Oh. I just wish I had a referral-based business. To which I always reply, well, how many referrals do you make? Yeah. Like, how much are you referring to other people? And it's odd because, look, it's just the way the world works. You can't have a 100% referral business 
And you never make referrals yourselves. What, how does that even make any sense? Absolutely not. And I can't even tell you how many times people said, well, I just, I don't know how to make good referrals or I'm too new in business to make good mm. referrals. You hear that all the time. All the time. I'm new in business. I, I can't make referrals. I don't know anybody. Right. But if you put zero effort into it and don't try to figure out how, how do you expect that a new patient in your office or a new client to your business will be able to refer to you. Yeah, you know who that is? That's that person that comes in and they're like, well, if this works, I'm going to send you so tell many people. I'm going to tell everybody. I love that. That's it's like, the, that's the reflection. That's you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to give referrals. I'm going to say that I am. I'm going to act like I am, but I'm really not going to. And you are, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I have a behavior that comes to mind. Can What's I share that? mine? So the, I have, I've had this happen so many times to me personally. Um, and then of course we work with a lot of entrepreneurs where I've heard this over and over. I hate when my clients don't show up on time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, it always, for some reason, when I hear that statement, my brain automatically goes, well, how have, how do you behave with other people's time? Because I, a lot of those people that say those things to me are people that show up really late well, to that's it, things that I have with them. Like, well, that's oh, what I was going to say. You uh, already yeah. know that they're habitually late. They're habitually you know this. late and they always justify. <laughs> that's why, that's why for them, the trait doesn't show up the same way because they're able to justify yeah, I'm busy. why they show up late to things or are a little bit late. Well, you know, we always say, you know, five minutes early is actually being on time. How many people show up just five minutes late and they're like, but it's just five minutes. And then they go into their place of business and they're like, I hate that my clients don't ever show up on time. Because, and also what happens Ooh, is they one. say, because they're not respecting me. They don't respect me. They don't yeah. respect me. They don't respect my time. Mm -hmm. But you don't realize, yeah, but you being late to Lacey or to other things is you not respecting them. But they're not seeing it that way. That's yes. the mirror, mirror concept. And We're talking to you. Right now. <laughs> and it's really interesting because actually what I see most often is that the people that feel disrespected, their clients aren't showing up on time. They may not do it in a business setting, but they do it to their friends and family. It's all the same though. Universally, everybody's time is equal. So you can't, you do it in one area of your life and because it's in a different area of your life, it's like you almost don't say that it's the same, right? That's the hard part. Another area is value, money. Tell me about value. People that say, people don't value what I do. People don't want to pay my, you know, people are always trying to bargain with me. People yes. are always trying to negotiate mm. with me and where it shows up. Cause you might say, well, I, yeah, but I don't do that. I don't, I don't try to negotiate. I yeah. I always pay people what they ask But for. do you, but do you value, do you, like, do you actually like, you know, tipping, right? Like, so are you an over tipper? Because that means you value, like you didn't have to. Give, you know, you, you weren't obligated to give any tip in, right. in most scenarios. And, but do you intentionally over tip? Because you're like, look, I value what it is that you, the service that you provide me. Now, I also want to let you know, mm. this isn't just a calling you out session. No. Because what happens is when you begin to reflect over tipping, over valuing, then all of a sudden, things shift for you. The world shifts and it begins to overvalue you. Yep. People are no longer negotiating, trying to nickel and dime your fees. People begin to see the value that you're providing them. Why? Because they are a reflection of you. So value is another huge area. Yep. I know that oftentimes too in Black Diamond Club, we haven't done a none of your business podcast on this, but when we talk about rewarding yourself, 
Like that's oh, another yeah. area. Like you don't see value in um, getting something nice for yourself, but you want everybody else to see value in them giving you money for whatever it is that you provide to them. Is the would you say the mirror mirror concept can be um, extrapolated into other areas? Like for instance, that aren't like. I dislike these traits in other people, but what comes to mind also is uh, I don't treat money well, I don't respect money, and then I complain that I can't make any, right? right? So like that's also this mirror-mirror concept, not mirroring other individuals or how other people are reacting, but how things in your life are occurring or not occurring, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's in all of it. I think that the mirror-mirror concept merely is how you observe the world is a reflection of who you are. Yeah. That's it. How you observe the world. That's how people anything. can, right, how people could see something, anything, and observe it. Two people could observe it in two different ways oh, because sure. they're two different people, mm -hmm. right? But what I love about this is if you believe this to be true and you fully understand this concept, what you said is an absolute truth. That if you shift who you are, the way that the world looks and the way that you interact in it will shift no matter what. It's, it's, it's like the mirror. If you move your hand in the mirror, your hand moves with you. The Absolutely. world moves as you shift. It's not, it's not even on a delay. It, it, the world moves. That's why you say if you want your world to shift, shift yourself first. And so now the next two are ones that literally they're more speaking mm -hmm. to me. Um, these are the areas that I struggle with. And, and it's just like you said, because I'm just even thinking, but I'm going to give my excuse. But an example would be responsiveness. You want everybody to be hyper-responsive to you, but you struggle with being hyper-responsive to others. And, and I know probably the same thing applies to you yes. because the number of texts, the number of emails, the number of direct messages, mm -hmm. and people are messaging you on Instagram or on LinkedIn, and we don't even use LinkedIn, <laughs> and, and then Facebook people are like, hey, I messaged you or I sent you this, and it's so hard to keep up with it, but that's just an excuse. It is an excuse. And then what happens mm -hmm. is then you all of a sudden have something that you want because now it's, now it's your agenda item and you feel like the rest of the world's not responding to it, right. but you were unresponsive to other people's issues at that time when it was important to them. It just wasn't important to I you. I really got to get better at this, y'all. The other one for me is attentiveness. We live in this world of you know multitasking and it's so easy to be, I mean, look, even for us to sit down and do this. Right. Right. So we have all these things going on and it's like, hey, man, can you sit down and give the listeners of None of Your Business podcast your attention, undivided mm -hmm. attention? Because you complain that, not you, but in general, people complain that, well, people aren't paying attention. Well, how can I get people to pay more attention to me? People aren't listening to me. My marketing is not being well received. Yeah, but you're not paying attention to anybody else either. You're like, I can't be attentive because I'm trying to be responsive. This is like a it's you're in terrible, it's right? Terrible. It's, but so here's the thing. The reality of it is, is if we're behaving in this way, these are deeply ingrained behaviors in us and our, our ways of doing things. Like if if I am not able to be as responsive as I've like, it's probably because in my life, other times in my life, this is the same way that I behaved, not being as responsive as I should have been. So if it's a long-term behavior or pattern that we've been exhibiting, like how do you break this? Well, you know, luckily we are Change chiropractors. It. Yep. That means that we are doctors of the nervous system. Right. Now, Joe Dispenza, a lot of people, a lot of people know Joe Dispenza. He's also a chiropractor. He, he does a chiropractor. great work, talks about a lot of 
phenomenal uh, transformative uh, lessons mm -hmm. and a lot of transformative techniques. Highly recommend that people check him out. One of the things, one of his sayings that he talks about is neurons that wire together, fire, fire together. together. That's one of my favorite now, things. What that means is that we go through a process and we become creatures of habit, creatures of routine. In fact, what's interesting about it is that it's scientifically, neurologically, that's the way that we're created. Right. That your brain begins to take these shortcuts so that every experience in life, you're not relearning it. So thankfully, like for me, that I, I love playing golf, imagine that neurons that, that fire together, wire together was not true. Every swing... You'd have to relearn I'd that I'd have swing. to basically relearn it. You, so what happens, the phenomenon shows up though, all of you have experienced this oh. where maybe you leave your work and you're driving home and you're thinking about a lot of things, like you're, you're deep in thought and then all of a sudden you kind of look up and you're like, oh, how'd I get here? Yeah. Like I you don't even, happen. you weren't conscious of yourself it's driving. It's like automatic, yeah. You're, you're on, on autopilot. autopilot. Right, yep. your body works like that. But here's the thing. The same things happen with like your Habits. responsiveness, yeah. your your worldviews, your ability to refer. You just sort of fall into this neurological programming where you're doing the same thing over and over again. That's interesting. And so what we do understand about neurology and neurons that fire together, wire together, is they do, they, they create a great, very strong neural connection, but that doesn't mean that it cannot be broken or changed or shifted. It can. It totally can, but one of the things is that as human beings, we're 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 very resistant to that change. Of course, we, we are. don't love that. Um, and and one, of, I can't remember who who uh, said this quote. I wish I could because you know I'm very big on on giving proper credit. But the quote is: "Routine is the killer of all creativity." I I know that it was related mm -hmm. to Disney. It was related to the people that were involved in imagination. Um, and ideation in that part of Disney, um, having an understanding that routine is the killer of creativity. You know, that, what, what that means basically is neurons that fire together, wire together. That's because they create shortcuts, so there's no room for creative space. Well, here's what the danger is, is for the majority of our listeners, the, the profile of those that listen to none of your business, you are creatures of habit. And in fact, in the entrepreneurial space, it's huge. Everybody talks about you should have a morning routine. routine. Yes. And, and we even teach on that. You need to have a morning routine. Yeah. Have a morning <laughs> routine. Make sure you have a routine. Make it in your routine. But the problem is, is that routine is the killer of creativity. We could also say routine is the killer of change. Sure. You desire change. And tomorrow you wake up and you do the exact same thing. You're like, I mean, look at like, even on habits, like I want to do a, I want to do a fast. Great. So what do you do? I wake up tomorrow and I do the exact same thing I always do. Right. So what happens at, you know, nine o'clock? I'm hungry. Why? Because <laughs> you did the exact same thing, right? Because so routine is, is a killer. So here's what we're recommending this week on the podcast. Mm. Change everything. Everything. Change everything that you possibly can. Flip it upside down. Flip it upside down. <laughs> Let's look at some of the areas where we are hyper creatures of habit. I'd be willing to bet that, I mean, and even look, even, even, and I know this, not that I'm single, but even single people, when, <laughs> when you're away on business, when you're traveling, better not be single. I, I sleep on the same side of the bed. It doesn't make, I'm not like, well, Lacey's not here. So I'm going to sleep like 
across the bed or <laughs> diagonal on the bed. You still you sleep in the exact like that's the routine that we're in. Not me. I actually sleep in the middle of the bed when you're gone. Oh, well, you're you're Woo! more you're less out of routine. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like most people, for I mean, and they can be together for 20, 30 years, married couples that have never changed the side of the bed that they sleep on. So change the side of your bed. Just mm -hmm. to, just tonight, just be like, we're changing the side of the bed. Why? Because I'm trying to break the habit of being me. Right, that's another Joe Dispenza book. Yeah, and don't you think though, when you think about that, sleeping on the other side of the bed tonight, it probably feels a little bit uncomfortable. Of course it You're does. Like that's weird. Why would I? do But it that? disrupts your neurology. Right. And when you disrupt that neurology, you open yourself up for change. You also open yourself up, open yourself up for creativity. creativity. Anybody who's trying to solve a problem, mm -hmm. you're trying. You have a problem in business. You're trying to problem solve. You want to be creative. You've got to change. You've got to make change. You change your workspace. You change. You need to make change. That's, but that's interesting because I have a lot of clients that I've worked with that, and it, now I'm starting to to bridge this now because they would say things to me like, "I went on vacation and I was able to come up with so many new ideas for my business because everything was because different. Everything was new different. environment. That makes so much sense, and that happens a lot for people. What about changing what time you eat? Like for mean, some people, like that makes you like crazy nervous. Yeah. Like, can you just? And we talked about that. So Eat people that want to three, yeah, people <laughs> that want to do intermittent fasting. Sure, it's so hard for you neurologically. So it's a neurological trip. Right. It's not a. It's not a physiological necessity. And everybody says that. Oh, but I have to eat. I have to eat at nine. I have to eat at. Yeah, your body's designed no, you to don't. go for quite some time without. But food. neurologically, yeah. that's part of your routine, and it keeps you comfortable. It keeps your environment safe. What about what time you go to bed? I get mm -hmm. that one all the time. I'm a night person. I, I stay up till I'm a morning person. I wake up at four o'clock without an alarm. Well, didn't change it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just go to bed early or stay up late. It's like, mind over matter, it. but really it's like neurology over matter. Like yeah. it's really your neurology that drives all of that. And, and the next one is what you wear. And this isn't interesting. I mean, I, I hope that we would get Don't feedback. Don't change what you wear every no, day. No, because I would. This is this <laughs> is where so. this is where I would hope we would get feedback because oh. you have a lot of people that would say, for example, Steve Jobs. Oh sure, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. There's a lot of really famous that, and successful they people. They did that for a reason. And what was the reason? The reason was that they didn't want to waste time thinking about what they had to wear. It was it was efficiency. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, but also okay. and 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 also. Um, I feel like that was that's why. their public wear. Right. Right. So who knows if when they were trying to be hyper creative. Right. Maybe maybe they changed it yeah, up. Maybe Stephen Jobs had like a bright red. Yeah. And it was their brand. And so it was a maintenance of, of their brand as well. Sure. Mm -hmm. So unless what you wear is really deeply ingrained into your brand, <laughs> you can change it up. Yeah. Next is the route you take to work. Like think about that, like how Ooh. uncomfortable that is for a lot of people. Like I, I go a certain way. You go a certain way. Like, why is it yeah. that way? Maybe ways. The GPS told you to yeah. go that way, and maybe that's the way you follow. But why not just take a dip? What it might might take two minutes longer. Yeah, it might actually be <gasps> faster too. You and I used to always argue before, like GPS would tell you the fastest route. You would tell me this is the fastest and route. Sometimes he would go. We would leave at the same time and see who would get to work first. But you know what it made me think about is even walking the dog. Like every time I walk our dog Dexter, I go out and I go left and I go around in the exact same pattern because that's always what I do. So. Walking the, I mean, even things like that. You can change so many things. What about your morning routine? That's sacred. Oh my gosh, yeah. don't touch my morning routine. You could change your morning routine. You could change the yeah. order. I see. I think that the morning routine, when we talk about morning routine, is like setting the framework, setting your mind, setting the the stage for success. 
it's not necessarily the exact order of the things that you've done them in. And by allowing yourself the flexibility to have a variance in your morning routine. So it's not like I just woke up and mm -hmm. went right to work on my emails. I don't agree with that. But like you having the superstructure, you're you're starting the day by programming your mind to just settle right back in to the way that things always have been. It's interesting because you know what it makes me think about? It makes me think about like when you wear, you know, a watch right? So you put your watch on and when you put it on for the very first time, you're like, man, like you notice it. It feels weird. You're very aware that it's there. And then over the course of time, your neurology and your body almost block it off and you become numb to it. And so, I mean, is there something to this idea that when something is always the same way that you almost become numb and you decrease your awareness of all the things around you. And when you're not very aware and you're not very awake, then of course you can't be creative. And you cannot adapt either. And you cannot you adapt. You can be unadaptable. Right. Mm -hmm. um, things, other things you could change, your gym routine, things that you say to your clients. Sure. I mean, there's so many things, your workspace. So here's what we're suggesting is that you take a good, strong look at the things that irritate you in the world, things that you're not happy about in the world. And... Take a good long look in the mirror and decide how. I mean, because it's not it's not if, and that's the point of the mm -hmm. podcast. It's not if. Decide how am I reflecting? How, how is that a reflection of me? Because it is. It truly is. And then how can I change? Yeah. It's so isn't it eerily so similar to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror song? Sure. Well, I mean, he was on to something. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not like we're asking him to change. I'm not inventing some like no. rocket science yeah. here. We're just trying to inform the people. So how long does create it some take? Awareness. Like how long does it take? I mean, there's a lot of studies out there, a lot of thought processes on what it takes to break a habit or a behavior. Well, you know, this is different for everybody, yeah. I think, because frankly, you know, the, I guess the science would say 28 days. Is that right? 28 I've days. I've heard 28 days. I've heard 60. I've heard 90. Like you got to do it for three months. So well, I'd I mean, say that you, you have to things. commit to at least 28 days. Okay. I oftentimes, I love just telling people you can do anything for 90 days. You can do anything. I mean, and, yeah. and, and I, you know, if you know anything about me, Lacey, you can attest to this every morning. <laughs> I take my super hot shower. I get super comfortable. And then I just throw that bad boy on the cold, on the freezing cold. <laughs> And I just say to myself, you can do anything. You can do anything. And I try to stay in there for about three minutes. Because I always just think to myself, I could do anything for three minutes. For three, it's three minutes in the freezing cold. It's not going to kill me. Talk about also, changing it up. By the, the way. temperature change. Well, and also talk yeah. about, and also talk about you beginning to, your neurology adapting to that. I mean, remember the first time I was doing, you thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't, you can't breathe. You're like. And now Jumping I just turn like it to cold bean, and nothing is, it, it's, it's not even really a yeah. challenge anymore. It's more of a routine. Right. I just know I get super warm and so, comfy and I throw it to cold. But part of my routine too, I think is important. My affirmation of you can do anything. So, so for maybe you guys, tomorrow you should start off with a hyper cold shower for three minutes. All right, I could try it. I'll Ooh. try it. That would be different. Yeah, that would be different. But I don't think it would get the same effect because it'd be like hyper cold and then it would be like, oh, awesome. Oh yeah. The reward. It'd be the reward. <laughs>
Uh, I'm going to suggest 90 days. You can do anything for 90 90 days. days. You can drive a different route for 90 days. Just don't let it become the new route. Yeah. Don't let it don't let it wire together. You just just constantly every day for 90 days say, I'm just going to change things up. Watch your life expand. Watch your creativity expand. Watch the world change around you Love as it. you begin to shift those things. And of course, you already mentioned to do it for 90 days, but make sure you have some sort of a behavioral reward. Mm-hmm. Reward yourself for a job well done. It's not enough that just the world gets better because of that. You should also for your own good, for your own self as a reward and a recognition of your ability to undo that neuronal wiring and create new synapses and new ways of doing things, you should reward yourself so that you can prove to yourself that you're literally capable of anything. So bringing it full circle, I mean, if you at the beginning of this podcast and we were talking about the mirror, mirror concept and you immediately thought of behaviors and other individuals that you didn't like, that means that for 90 days, you need to show up five minutes early to Mm -hmm. everything that you do. That means that for 90 days, you need to wake up every morning and decide how you're going to find a referral for another business owner, right? That's like, so not just change everything, but for the next 90 days, you're going to wake up early. Be who you want to be. Be who you want to be. Every day you get to wake up and decide who you want to be. All right, my friends, that's all we've got for you this time on the None of Your Business podcast. We'll be back again with some more cool, awesome and entertaining information very soon.